Welcome to Travel with Brack Tours, a new podcast series about travelling around Ireland and Scotland. We'll be sharing stories and travel tips about visiting both Scotland and Ireland and hearing some great stories from the team at Brack Tours and many guests. Also find out more on how Brack Tours can make your vacation one you'll never forget. At Brack Tours, we didn't invent travel, we made it fun. Welcome to the latest episode of Travel with Bractors. In this episode, we talk with Rory Makem and Donald Clancy, sons of the famous folk singers Tommy Makem and Liam Clancy, who, along with Liam's brothers Paddy and Tom, are widely credited with popularising Irish music and folk song in the United States and paving the way forward for an Irish folk boom at home and abroad. We are also joined by Bractors' Peter Clark in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. I'd like to welcome friends of ours here today. Um, we have Donald Clancy, we have Rory Makem, and of course our own Peter Clark here from Brack Tours. And the guys have come on, thankfully, to have a little chat with us about their music career, their music backgrounds, the famous families, connections and everything. So I'd just like to welcome you all on board. Welcome Rory, Donald, Peter, how's everybody doing? Great here, Colin. Doing well. So we're, we're, we're going multinational here. We're going over to the US, we're going down to Tipperary, and we're up to Dublin. <laughs> and myself down here in Armagh. Everybody's keeping well there, guys, yes? Keeping well, as keeping well as well. would be expected. That, that's good, under, 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 the, under the circumstances. But you look at we all have to stay positive of what's happening around at the moment, too. So how's life been for, for everybody over in the US there, Rory, at the moment? Oh, well, you know, it's, uh, we're... we're Taking every day as it comes, just like everybody else in the whole world here. Yeah. And uh, we, do, we are seeing a light at the end of the tunnel, and I think everybody's pretty excited about 2021. Yeah, it, it's going to be good to get out of 2020, that's for sure. Yeah. And what about yourself down there in Tipperary, Donald? Uh, I have to correct you there, I'm in Waterford. No, you're in Waterford, sorry. I meant to say yeah. that. You're down in Ring there in Waterford, isn't that right? <laughs> oh, it is. You take Close that enough. that. <laughs> yeah, um, like... To echo Rory there, just taking it a day at a time. We had a, we had a great summer down here, it was beautiful. And, yeah, well, uh, that was one good thing. I, I feel lucky, maybe the same as yourself, I'm out in the countryside, so yeah, yeah it's beautiful. I just out swimming every day in the sea and going up the mountains, hiking and uh, going off on trails to the woods and sightseeing. And it was a lovely, actually, oh. beautiful summer. Don't be making us jealous swimming in yeah. the sea. And he's ever on his doorstep, hasn't he? <laughs> Peter, only... you're, up, you're above in the big smoke. How's things with you up there? Me, I don't get to swim in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> got the fish that get out if they saw me coming in. <laughs> <laughs> I've been up a few mountains, all right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, yeah, we're all looking forward to next year. And uh, yeah, all good here, thank God, yeah. Ah, so, but, like, uh, one of the reasons why we're on here is because the boys, like, you know, I know they were supposed to come and tour this year and get out there. Unfortunately, we had to postpone that, but it's rearranged again now for next September. Uh, so we're really looking forward to, to that happening, guys, and getting back out. And people, you know, they're constantly in contact with us, you know, saying we can't wait to get back. We, like, last year was phenomenal for you, for the two of you, one when you were over here in tour. Hmm. I think it was uh, it was growing every for both the tours and I we were really looking forward to the uh, tour back in April there and then October but now triple excited for 
September of next year. Yeah, and that's it. So I'm look, I'm going to delve a little bit back into your into your I suppose your your family history, guys. Um, like people all around the world know the story of the Clancy's and and Tommy Makem and that. But for yourselves, um, you know, growing up in families like that, to start with yourself, maybe Donald. You know, what was it like growing up like in a in a, in a musical family, and and particularly like you know when. When I suppose the, the, the band started to hit the highlights and that, and it was getting very busy for, for both your parents at that time, both your, your fathers. What, how, how, how did you feel that, Donald? Um, well, it's, I, it's all I ever knew, so it's really hard to, hard to you know, comment on it being any different to anyone else's upbringing. Uh-huh. I suppose when you, when you come up in the kind of folk music, um, you don't have the same kind of trappings of fame or anything like that. Uh, my father and Tommy as well, they would have been very much just men of, men of the people. Yes. And uh, I was born in Canada and we, we moved, when Make McClancy started, we moved to New Hampshire, uh, just down the road from the Makems. Okay. And we were there for about five years. So we moved back here to Waterford when I was seven. And like I was saying, we're in a small Irish-speaking area in the Gwaeltops here by the sea. Mm. And uh, it was very, very rural Irish upbringing from there. I suppose the only thing that might have been a little different was that we would have had uh, lots of musicians and, and uh, poets and creative type, artistic type people coming around the house a lot. Yeah, it's Which, a great uh, part of the country down there on Ring, just outside of Dungarvan for anybody that really wants to know where where, you, where on Ring is. It's not too far. Just a little bit south of, of Dungarvan, isn't that correct? Yes. Yeah, just about seven, seven or eight, seven miles from Dungarvan. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful so, part um, of the country. It is gorgeous, yeah, yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, you have a panoramic view out there of almost all of the county from from the west up and up way up to the east of the county uh-huh. and the, the different mountain ranges in between. So yeah, it's a beautiful place. So um, growing up here, it was great. Uh, no more than the local pub. There used to be musicians coming through the house and they'd all end up down in the pub for sessions and stuff like that. So there's a lot of music in the community as well as the household. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what it was like growing up. It was just... Uh, you know, and did you take to the did you take to the guitar very young? I did. I started when I was about eight, I suppose. Yeah, eight. Very um, good. Just I gravitated towards it. There was there were lots of guitars in the house, uh-huh. and uh, my brothers and sisters never never took up anything. So wow. I was the I was the last, the youngest. That's interesting. And That's interesting to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no there's no pressure to. Um, to to perform or anything like that, or uh-huh. it wasn't expected of us to to uh, sing or play or do anything. No, but I'm sure uh, at this stage now you're delighted you did. I am. I love it. You know, especially now since I've been been here at home with, without any work as such for so long now. Yes, just as great to be able to sit down and take out the guitar and play. It's uh, you can totally um, forget about. Everything going on the outside, just focus on what you're doing. It's funny when you say that. It, it's similar in, in my own house here. Um, 
my wife's father, he came from the show, show band background. So we did, and uh, in, in our own house, we all play instruments. So we have a vast variety of instruments in the house here too. And as you said too, when you couldn't get out and you couldn't do that, and it was great when you can turn your hand to music, you know, yeah. it, 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 clears, it clears the head and, you know, it gives you a little bit of hope and inspiration too. So it does. So Rory, yourself too, you, you were born in Ireland, isn't that correct? Up in, I was, I was in, born in Drogheda. Yeah. A, at Lourdes Hospital, up on the top of the hill, the big pink hospital. I think it's gone now, isn't it? <laughs> oh, the Lourdes is still there. It's still there. Uh, actually, uh, but yeah. the birthing hospital's gone. The birthing hospital, that. yeah, it will be gone, yeah. We lived in uh, Dramiskin at the time. Dramiskin, all right. In Dramiskin House. Uh, of course, the family's from Armagh. Uh-huh. And we moved to America in 1972 to where all my father's aunts and uncles moved in the early 1900s, Dover, New Hampshire. There'd be a lot of familiar names to you, Column, around there. There's a yeah, lot of Arama yeah. and Monaghan people in Dover. They all, the, the mills, Sawyer Mills, the uh, owner of the mills, went to Ireland hearing of the famed uh, linen industry in Arama. And he okay. went and took so many people back to Dover. And that's how we all ended up in Dover. So that is where I grew up. So, so the Makeums got up and left, and away they went. They did. Uh, my father's had most of his work. In America at the time, so that's okay. and my mother was tired of sitting at home in this big house with four babies uh, by herself. Okay, so you needed to spread your wings and, and we, we away you went. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting had, uh, the connection then, isn't it? If, uh, your two families met up then out in New Hampshire. Yeah, I remember the day the Clancy's arrived in Dover. My brothers <laughs> and I had stopped to see our aunt Molly, who was my granny's sister. And uh, she got the phone call from my mother. So the Clancy's are here. And they had a big blue station wagon and they were at our house. And I remember meeting uh, Eben, Fiona and Donal and Siobhan and uh, known them ever since. That was about what, 1977, uh, yeah, I think. 78. 1978, yeah. And then uh, for us, just like Donald said, uh, I knew nothing different. It was no different for me with my father than anybody else's father growing up. Uh, mm -hmm. When he got home from work, he was just a normal father and uh, mowed the lawn and clipped the hedges and went for walks. And it was, I knew nothing different. Okay. I, okay. I remember when they had the reunion, Clancy Brothers and Tommy Makem reunion concert tour, 1984. I was about 13 when I, we went down to New York, which was a big to-do anyway. It was at Lincoln Center, and we were sitting right in the front row, and he, they all came out. Of course, I'd been to concerts, my father and Liam, all through uh, the late 70s, and I'd been to my father all, all in the early 70s. But then when they came out on the stage in Lincoln Center, I was just uh, mesmerized. And the four of them with such huge personalities, and they sounded just incredible. And I think that's when I decided I wanted to do that for a living. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know if you can call it that. And when I got home, I took one of my father's banjos and Pete Seeger's book. And then I went into the living room and asked my father to show me a chord or a few chords. And he did. And then a week later, lo and behold, for some reason, another banjo showed up in the house. And he said, here, you take that one to your room. So... And I learned three chords, and that's about it, and never looked back. 
and I still only know three chords. And those three chords have kept you right through. Well, they, shoot life, they? <laughs> they shoot me all right. <laughs> those famous three chords, I could nearly guess them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I could. So for yourselves, then, and I know you've given a bit of background there about growing up, and you really got the buzz then for playing music. Because you said that coming from a folk background, and I, I get it myself, is completely different than the likes of the show bands or rock scene and things like that, because you know, a lot of your music is passed down from generation to generation and it's embracing that. And from that, you get to meet a lot of people and also the stories that you hear. And that can be inspirational for both of you there as regards your songwriting. Will that be correct? Oh, I, I consider the, the music that I play is uh, a communal social music. Uh-huh. I would be, probably more comfortable in a little cottage with a turf fire going and everybody in the room singing a song or sharing a story. To me, that's what we try to bring to the stage. And certainly Americans uh, really miss that when they go to Ireland for a visit. But I think we, we do a pretty good job of uh, bringing it to them. And that's why I really enjoy doing that. Mm-hmm. So. And yourself, Donald? Um, sorry, what was the word? Just went from growing up in the folk background and the inspiration you get, like from some of the stories that you hear, where you can put pen to paper and you know it kind of it flows through when you're in the folk scene. I think it makes it a little bit easier to to connect with people with the songs than some of the modern music that you get out there at the moment. Well, yeah, you pick up the music orally, like it's you, you pick it up through exposure uh-huh. and um you know you don't sit down to study it so much as you you just you, you pick it up by osmosis yeah. and it's a very communal thing and it, um it's just a it's a way it becomes a way of life it's like learning it's like uh, you know the language you speak or whatever it's it's the language of music it's the language you know is what you know yeah uh, what you're exposed to and then you're 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 bringing that forward and sharing it and for, for and both of you, for both of you, um, maybe a little question. Your first time that you performed on a stage in front of people, how was that? Uh, uh, go ahead, Donald. Uh, <laughs> the first time, well, I think the first time I actually performed on my own, my father, he was doing a, a, a benefit concert locally here in Dungarvan. And okay. uh, he asked me to come up and play a tune on the mandolin. I was learning the mandolin at the time. It was the first instrument I took up. So no pressure. And I was very, very nervous, I remember. And I, I, <laughs> uh, I went up and I, I, I got through it. I made one mistake, all right. <laughs> it's funny how you remember that mistake, though, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll never forget that mistake. Yeah, but you, you made the mistake, but nobody else in the audience uh, was aware of it, Pat. No, no, audience. but I'll remember it, for, I'll remember it forever. It's a good thing there were no iPhones with video back then, right? Well, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and what yeah, a young musician was ruined through uh, uh, Facebook Live and stuff. Oh, yeah. oh, especially these world. days. And for yourself, Rory, your first time up on the stage. Well, when I was, I, I played in my room, you know, learning songs all through high school. And all like uh, my father in the Clancy's and I was into Woody Guthrie and the Weavers and when I got to college, my freshman year in college in November, I, I had a banjo at school 
my brother Shane was at school in Massachusetts and uh, his roommate worked at an Irish bar in Easton, Massachusetts called the Blackthorn. And I, they used to put on concerts there. I know Liam played there. I know my father played there. And the owner, a man named O'Connor, uh, found out that one of his employees, a man named Jeff Corper, had a roommate who was the son of Tommy Bacon. <laughs> and he asked his, his employee, Jeff, hey, would he come and play? And Shane had really no notions of playing. And he called me, hey, you want to play in a bar? I, and I said, sure, why not? And that was in November. And the gig was February 2nd, 1989. Oh. <laughs> and uh, we got guitars for Christmas. <laughs> and uh, we you learned had a couple there, of chords on them. the cost of those guitars back. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we played the gig and when the audience was packed with, uh, you know, ringers. Uh, they were all relatives and friends from school. And uh, yeah. Thank God there were no recorders back then. I, I think we were a little green. Uh, and it, there was a newspaper reviewer there, and he was more than kind to us. Wow. But, uh, I remember that vividly. I have a picture of it. I looked like I was 15 years old. and wow. we, we weren't that great, but then we kept going. We sure liked doing it and haven't looked back. Yeah, but, but sure, look, at, uh, it's great to have those memories. Likewise, I can remember... When, when we first got married, myself and my wife, and because of the musical background too, and things weren't great either, <laughs> but we, we put a band together to, to go out and play, <laughs> play music to get a few pounds for ourselves, like, you know, and like that. The first that, time we, we got into the recording studio, <laughs> you know, a year later, these songs we've been singing for a year, what, were, what are you playing there? That's not <laughs> what I'm playing. What's, what words are you saying? No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> that's it always is. the case but look at hasn't it, it it's it's really gone on from that guys like you know that where you both played throughout your careers and uh, the famous artists like the likes of yourself donald Larry, you've toured with so many different artists from Eileen Ivers to you had a spell in a group called solace which i know mick you know, your friend there mick mccauley pretty pretty well so yeah. it's only up the road from you there. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, you know, you went on many tour scenes yourself, uh, Rory, as well, you know, touring all over uh, so many different people. You've been with, uh, with different groups. So you know, you can make them brothers, you make them in Spain, etc. too. And uh, been in so many concerts. And both of you have both been out of Milwaukee at the Irish Fest and doing sort of things. So, like, you know, when you think of the small beginnings that you both have and where you've it's taken you, and I suppose it's a legacy of, of what went before you. Continuation. Yeah. It, it runs in the family like a wooden leg. No, which is, which is good, <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was a hop, skip, and jump, is it? <laughs> well, you know, the... Uh, those festivals are, are fantastic, and but uh, we go back to the small beginnings all the time. And yeah, play those too. Yeah, and and for for yourselves, um, I suppose I'll bring Peter in maybe here now. Peter, you got to know the guys, and and um, I suppose like you know, I think it was yourself, and maybe encourage the two boys to maybe come on a tour to Ireland. Would that be right? Well, no. Before that, I, I mean, I I toured with with uh, uh, with Rory's dad, mm -hmm. who had come in with a guy called Eugene Bourne, a great great friend of mine, and a great friend of Rory's too, I think. Uh, and um, he was very close to your dad, 
and worked with your dad, I think. Did he play with your dad, I think, Rory? Oh, he did, yeah. I think he moved yeah. to Dover because of my father, Eugene did. Oh, oh, so he did, yes, yes. Anyway, yeah, that's true. And anyway, um, he he persuaded your dad to, to come on one of these uh, tours, right? And yeah. uh, your dad, of course, a lot of his friends found out about it, and the next thing, the tours fall. I remember, I remember the first one had uh, two two groups together, and uh, that was a lot of fun. But the one thing that I always remember, well, like my favorite memories, was breakfast every morning. Like I was down there, for, like that time, I early even breakfast, got up and did the work, and eat breakfast sometime in the morning. But because your dad. Love telling stories in the morning. You probably know this well. So I was down there at six thirty or six o'clock, whatever time the dining room, because he was there also, and he would tell stories. I often had uh, three and a half hour breakfast with him, just listen to stories, and all he needed was an ear, and he just he had one story after another, and like they were never the same story again. Like he just remembered stories and different stories all the time, and uh, and then the. Um, uh, Rory, Shane, and uh, and Connor um, came in with your dad then a few times, and then of course um, after your dad passed away, um, we got to meet and and um, we decided that it might be an idea to try and do one with uh, the Spain brothers. So so we went from there. It was um, yeah, it was always always a lot of fun, always a lot of good music and a lot of great stories from all those. I mean, if we had uh, if we had about two days here. To do this, we could get out all the stories, maybe. <laughs> but we're going to make we're going to give we're going to make it years to tell these stories, right? Yeah, the, the stories will be never ending. Uh, so, yeah. as regards for 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 yourself, Donald and and, and Rory getting together, um, like I'm sure you have played many times in the bar, you know, just uh, with each other at festivals and different things. So, the idea of the two of you coming together and 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 putting an Irish tour. Well, the first time, I think, well, the first time we sang together uh, was at Milwaukee. What year was that, Rory? About 2016, was it? Yeah, yeah, about that. Yeah, we had met a lot before that at festivals, but we never we never actually played any music together because I was always kind of sitting around the bar and stuff after <laughs> after the gig was done. But um, Joni Madden had invited us to, to do her folk and Irish cruise. And... Uh, I was playing Milwaukee and Rory drove up from Chicago just to meet me and to have a little discussion about what material we might do and stuff like that. So I was heading over for my my show and I said to Rory, have you got the banjo with you? And he said, I, I, so I, as it happens, he said, I have it in the back of the car. So I said, come on over and get up on stage with me. So he came over, I think, without any discussion or rehearsal or anything we we did half a dozen songs and yeah. it was amazing because uh because our fathers had worked so much together and i had played so much with my father and rory had played so much with his father that uh, we had we had we actually had the this the words were the same we had the same chords everything without even discussing it ahead of time Telepathy really, was there. Really <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was meant to be. <laughs> I played with. I played with my father for seventeen years. Backed him up on guitar, and uh, we never practiced once. Wow. He, he loathed practicing. <laughs> that wasn't in his <laughs> <They> room. <all laughs> <did. laughs> 
I, I couldn't make a gig one time. And he, well, who, who would play guitar with me? And I suggested somebody and my father went, ah, he'd probably want to practice. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you know, you, you find that, but, but that's a sign of a good musician. <laughs> you know, that is, that's a sign of a good musician. Is he confident enough in what they want to do? And, and likewise, I suppose with yourself in your story, told it there, Donald, you know, this impromptu up on stage and away you went. Yeah, sing, just sing the song. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. So you've both been over in your Irish trips. How, how have you found them with your fans, taking your fans over here to Ireland? How has that gone for you? Well, I just love it. I think it's the most intimate and personal way to share the culture and the music that I love so much with people. You know, there's a, on stage, there's a bit of a distance, but when we're together for a week or 10 days and you, you get to talk to them and you hear their stories, which is what I love hearing. And they, everybody has a story about our fathers and uh, how, mm -hmm. how important their music was to them in their lives growing up. Uh, and then we get to connect with them uh, on that level and get to hear them sing or tell a story or recite a poem. Uh, that's my favorite part about it. Yeah. And, and you get to visit uh, the areas that look at you, you, your families have come from, like yourself up in Katy. I don't know, I'll come back to you in a moment about down around Ring and Dungarvan, but for yourself, Rory, up there in, in around the Katy and I suppose a special place that you've taken, both of you have taken the people to, uh, Tossie's, Tossie's Cottage. Oh, uh, nothing uh, like but, it, yeah. I think now, Tossie's uh, was, uh, it was an old, uh, a great, great, great aunt of ours had a cottage up on top of a hill in Derry Noose called Mully Yard. Uh -huh. And uh, at some point in time, the landlord of the area kicked her off the land. So she moved down into the valley in behind where her brother lived. And that's where my grandfather was born, okay. down in, in Derry Noose. Years later, the church bought the land up on Mully Yard. And the church had a few head of cattle. And my Uncle Jack used to take care of the cows for the church. And so his sons all grew up, go up taking the cattle up to Mully Yard. And eventually the land came up for sale and my cousins bought it. Okay. And they said, we're going to build our great aunt's house back again. It's called Tossie's. Tossie was a singer, song collector from around the area. They just yeah. named it after her. Uh -huh. But the Makums have reclaimed the spot on top of the hill. And for me, it's the most perfect spot in all of Ireland. At the top of the, the hill, you can see six counties from the top. And uh, the cottage is just an old style, bellows blown turf fire cottage. No electricity, bellows or tilly lamps mm -hmm. and uh, singing in the old uh, old style. It's perfect. And you're only a stone's throw from the border, aren't you? <laughs> that's where they used to have the cockfights. If, if the army came, you'd jump over the, the one side. If the police came, you'd jump over the other side. <laughs> and we're still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and Donald, what was it like for yourself, you know, taking a, a busload of, of American tourists down around home? <laughs> Was it, for me, it was the first uh, time I've, I've uh -huh. done it, whereas Rory had some experience. But I, I absolutely loved it. And I was just, there's something very special about, you know, you had people there who spent their lives listening to this music, the Clancy Brothers and Tommy Macon. And uh, just to see their faces when you, you bring them in, you, you show them where they grew up and, and the community they grew up in and the area. And just to, to see the reaction. 
and uh, there's a real sense of pride in 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 showing people your the place of your origin. Oh, yeah. Well, what was even that, more uh, special about it? When when Donald what was even more special about it for oh, me was then going up because um I'd be so interested in the the history myself the of the music uh, going up and seeing Tommy's part of the world and mm-hmm. having Rory show me around and me his family and you know that was very special for me as well because I hadn't I hadn't been up there I've never been up to Tossies uh, I think it was uh, maybe the second time I'd, I'd been to Katie so uh, I really enjoyed that part of it too. And I really, I can't wait to do it again. You see, so South Armagh is a beautiful part of the country too. And I'm a little bit biased on this That's one. Right, yeah. you got All that right, right. <laughs> I, I will tell you, Column, that when we got down with the Americans down in Ring, and I've always known Donald's very proud of being from there. And I've always been jealous of his, the way he grew up. Uh, you could really see the pride in him showing people something he was so proud of. It was uh, really special, so... Yeah, well, I know what Peter's been out with you, and I know I've been I've met the two of you uh, as well. But you can you can sense from the people, and you can sense from yourselves your pride in bringing people to your areas, you know. And, and that's that's a good thing. Peter, you want to say something there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's you might relate that uh, Donald that little story about your auntie, uh, Sean and the the art gallery. I mean, that's a memory I have that I'll 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 have for a long, long time. I mean, Joan, just, you know, how that wonderful that was, yeah? Yeah. Um, going down there with the bus, getting down that little, that little boring, <laughs> narrow little road down to my Aunt Joan's house. Uh, Joan was married to Tom. And uh, again, just bringing it into the house there. She has an art gallery there and she's loads of... Uh, pictures of Tom, but she, she's, she does a great presentation there. You know, she goes through all the, her life with Tom and, um, it was just beautiful. It's a, it's a beautiful location. And, um, I think it was, people found it very special. Uh, just that kind of one-on-one and being brought into the, the, the hospitality of her bringing everybody into her, into mm-hmm. her home. And, um, just, Given, given her side of the history. I suppose it's, it's a very, very personal story, isn't it? And, and you know, for, yeah. I think that's something with, 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 I suppose, the Irish people, Irish diaspora and everything. You know, they're very, very proud of where they've come from, uh, of their families. They're not afraid to talk about them. Um, and, and they're very grateful for, I suppose, the history of, of, of one's own family and one's own self. And as you said, Donald, to, to actually give that personal experience, family, uh, letting let people in on the family history, it, it's not everywhere you get that. I think it's a, that's a special Irish thing. Yeah, but there was a lot yeah, of things. A lovely thing happened there. Yeah. Uh-huh. A very nice thing happened there too. My, mo- my mother came down oh, yeah. that day and she brought a letter she had found and she gave it to Rory. And it was a lovely letter from 1957, I believe. 58. Tommy, I, I, Tommy, I have it right here. Look at that. <laughs> I have it right here. There you go. <laughs> I keep it close at hand. Go ahead, Don. Give us the contents. Go on, you, you, can, you have the letter there. You know more about it than I do. Well, of course, our fathers had met in 1955 when uh, Patty and Tom were already in New York. 
and they uh, Patty had started a record company with a man named Kenny Goldstein and a woman named Diane Hamilton. And Diane was the daughter of uh, a man named Guggenheim. And she had plenty of money to go around. So she decided she'd become a folk song collector. And Patty said, well, you need to go first to see my mother in Carrick and Shore. And she went down and recorded her. And uh, th those recordings ended up on a great album called The Lark in the Morning. And she met Liam and Bobby. And uh, she enlisted the two of them to help carry the gear. And she'd heard of my granny, who uh, was a great singer, and headed up to our to meet her and, with Liam in tow and Bobby. And that's when our, our fathers first met for the first time and discussed their uh, aspirations. And they, they both wanted to be actors. And... Uh, Liam was saying how Tom and Patty were already in New York and uh, traded. they traded addresses. In fact, Liam gave him the address of Tradition Records because he didn't know where he'd be living. And my father gave the address of Aunt Annie, who lived on Silver Street in Dover, New Hampshire. And uh, on December 5th, 1955, my father arrived in Dover. And uh, they stayed in contact. And in... 56 in the spring, my father went down to see the St. Patrick's Day Parade he'd heard so much about and met up with the Clancy's. And Patty used to run concerts after the uh, plays at the Cherry Lane Theater. Uh, folk concerts, because folk music was becoming quite big at the time. And he asked my father to go down and sing. And they all, one person would get up and sing. My father got up and I think did the cobbler. And uh, they had a quite a good chat and decided to then record an album together of just old rebel songs. And they did in 1956 recorded the rising of the moon. And my father went back and forth between Dover and Katie uh, and New York. And then in 1957, he was working in Dover at a place called Kidder press and he got his hand crushed between the press and the cement floor. And they were going to amputate it but a young doctor saved his hand, uh, but he had it in a sling. And that was in November of 57. And he went home to Katie for two months. And when he arrived home, he wrote this letter to Liam saying, I'm moving to New York. Remember, we discussed the two of us getting a flat together. And they never did get the flat together. But my father moved three weeks later, moved to New York. And that's uh, when they started discussing because the music was starting to go mm -hmm. pretty well. People were interested in them. Uh, my father then went to Saratoga Springs for two months in the summer, but they said when he gets back, he played Willie Loman in, in Death of a Salesman in Summerstock in Saratoga Springs. While Patty, Tom, and Liam were still in New York acting, Tom was doing a lot of TV at the time. And they said, when we get back in the fall, when Tommy gets back, we'll, we'll go head first into this. And I think that's about when Patty stepped down from president of tradition records so they could go full-time in music. And this letter for me is just a piece of history. Uh, I just couldn't believe it when Donald's mother uh, showed it to me. I got a little misty eyed. I think I still do when I look at it. No, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful story, a beautiful story. And isn't it, isn't it interesting that, you know, the four of them, like, you know, acting was to the fore really, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, initially, and, yeah. and how the way things, 
kind of went a little bit of circle around and the music really was, was... Well, they couldn't believe people would pay the money to do something that they just did naturally, naturally you know. Yeah. Singing songs and telling stories and reciting poetry was just what they did socially. But it was... The, well, there weren't, there, weren't, uh, there weren't professional Irish music groups in those days. They were the, they were the first, <laughs> the pioneers. Pioneers, It just exactly. wasn't a done thing. And I suppose when you say that, being pioneers, like they really opened the doors for a lot of us, didn't they? Absolutely, yeah. You know, which is which is, is remarkable. And, you know, as you said, we could sit here and talk all day and night about it. Um, but we're, we're going back to yourselves, you know. So look at, you have your own successful music career, both of you, um, and produced many albums. And what's in the pipeline for both of you? Anything? Um, well, I think uh, we, we well, came to a screeching halt back there in April. Uh, uh-huh. You know, I yeah. think we had plans, didn't we, of of uh, getting some stuff together, but uh, we are so far apart here. And I think with the light at the end of the tunnel we're seeing, we need to get back <laughs> back to the planning board here. So have you been writing any music, Donald, yourself, writing any songs there, music? And not, um, not really. I've been kind of practicing, and uh, unlike Tommy there and my father, I enjoy sitting. I enjoy sitting down on my own. I wouldn't call it practicing. I, I love. <laughs> it's like meditation for me. I, I sit and play music, and I just focus on that for an hour and forget about everything else. Sit, sit, but I do sit a lot back, of that. Yeah. But it's very hard to plan ahead because uh, everything's constantly been pushed back further and further so yeah, unfortunately I think, yeah but i think after by, by september we'll be good i'm sure so uh, we'll just have to wait and see and and see how things go and then we can myself and rory we can see what we want to do as i say get, you know, get, 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 get back, back on the road <laughs> to normality if they ever get back to normality then <laughs> Well, it might be a new norm, but it's not going to stop the music flowing, guys. And that's that's the main thing. Like, you know, music's your livelihood. Music, music's your life. And, you know, you don't let that go just overnight. You don't. Yeah, I, I no. think it's, a, it's important to recognize the fact that this will be over. And we will go back to maybe slightly different for a time of uh, how the new normal will be. But it won't be too far off the old, I don't think. It'll be, we probably be a little bit uh, more careful about hygiene and and how we do things a little bit. But we will be back to pretty much normal. I mean, I think that there's a few, good few things coming down the track that will that will help us get back to pretty much where we were. And we get out and we can... I mean, it's so important for people to, uh, to interact, um, to be together and just having fun and being entertained and like what you guys do. So yes, it will, it will get better. It will be back. It just will end, you know? And I've been playing to, uh, I've been playing to venues that have been quarter full my entire career. So it'll, it'll, I'll be right back up on that horse. (laughs) (laughs) You've been very modest there, aren't you? (laughs) when they sell 25 tickets, they can put sold out. All right. <laughs> and just, just we've as regards done, we've done next... Our, 
Don't know. We've done our fair shares of socially distanced uh, shows in the past, so. <laughs> <laughs> for for was, different reasons. The, just... togetherness, Peter, <laughs> the togetherness Peter talked about is so important, and it's something I really noticed. Um, sometimes you're doing some of the online concerts and stuff like that. You, you, you finish up and you're, you're performing to your phone and then it's over and that's it. And there's no f- synergy between... Yeah. No, nothing. Yeah. The no, musician and the audience. And yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, it's very, there's no fulfillment yeah. out of it. So we need to get back together again. Yeah, oh, definitely. And you know, I'm I'm sure all of our listeners now who listen to this podcast will be delighted to hear your stories. Delighted to hear from the two of you, uh, and also look at as I say for for a lot of a lot of those that want to come to Ireland, you know, 2021 will build be the year. Uh, your tour, it's still going ahead. There's still places available on it. Uh, and you know we'd be absolutely delighted to see the two of you back together and moving forward. And as Peter did relate on on a few things there too, uh, as regards moving forward, um, you know the it, it is some positive news there this past few days about vaccines coming true and that. So hopefully, come early New Year, we'll be able to see a big change and and how the world is moving along and and uh, uh, will open. I suppose, travel again for everybody there. Uh, Peter, I just wanted to maybe point something there just before we, we knock off on, on the story with the guys here. Do you? Yeah, no, I was just going to talk very briefly about uh, that tour next year. Yeah. It starts on the 25th of September to the 4th of October. And we're going to do uh, stuff different from what we did last year. Um, first of all, the lads are doing two um, concerts plus a number of sessions with the group and uh, with others. Um, we're going to be in Dungarvan, which we were in last year. We have a lot of special stuff planned around there. Uh, I mean, really, really exciting stuff. And a few surprises. we got to have the surprises, right? And, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. And then we're going to Ennis. I mean, a great town for music. And who knows what will happen there, but there will be music there, that's for sure. And then we're going to Newry up in County Down, and we're going to do stuff like um, over over around the Mount Samar and the Cooley Peninsula, and uh, um, of course we'll do the Ring of Gullion again, but a few surprises there too, so I mean it's, and like you said Colm, there's, there's, there isn't that many seats left on it, but there is some seats left on it, um, and uh, we expect that, I mean as soon as this light starts to come through at the end of the tunnel there's going to be a mad rush for people to travel again. And we're expecting um, this to sell out very quickly. But anyway. Well, definitely. And that's good news for the guys. <laughs> I have no doubt it will uh, yeah. sell out. Well, look, it's been fantastic chatting to everybody there today, guys. I know um, it's not easy connecting everybody together at the same time. And particularly time difference, Rory, appreciate. You know, it's a little bit earlier over there. Don't I set yourself. my alarm and uh, showered and everything. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice cheery face. Um, only Donald didn't shave. Is that correct? <laughs> it's one, one of these days. One of those days. <laughs> well, look at guys. It's been fantastic catching up with you. Uh, and as I say, this podcast is going to go out um, in November. Uh, and it'll be great uh, for people to have, have a little bit of uh, something to listen to in around Thanksgiving. And that's what we hope to do here. Uh, so I really appreciate you all taking the time out. Peter, thanks for joining us as well. 
Uh, and as of course, guys, if you want to find out a little bit more about the guys on the tour, it's on the Brack Tours website, www.bracktours.com, and you get it on their upcoming tours for 2021. You get all the details, and any of the team will be there to you know help you with any inquiries you have with it. And look at guys, I really look forward to seeing you back here and seeing you back is one thing but also hearing the songs and hearing the music again and that will be fantastic so thanks very much everybody for joining us today thank you Colin. take care everybody and stay safe thanks Colin. a big thank you to rory donald and peter for the magnificent memoirs the music and stories of ireland will certainly stay alive with these guys around you can check out details of the tour for 2021 on our website www.bracktours.com and you can also listen back to any of our previous podcast episodes on any number of listening platforms and also on our website. Thanks for listening. So that's it for the day. Thanks for listening. Thanks to all those who contributed for the stories. And if you'd like to find out more about travelling to Ireland or Scotland, visit our website at www.bracktours.com. Until next time, take care.